Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new, long anticipated. Well, we said we'd be Not back relatively soon. And yeah. oh my God, are we back or what? Sooner yeah. than anticipated. I mean, I did promise like five episodes, and it's probably like going to be like two, but like that's better than none. Just promise 17 and yeah. then we'll end up with five. It'll yeah. be great. There you go. That's how, it, yeah. <laughs> that's how those ratios work, right? Yep. Um, also, I, I got something. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, I'll just mention at the top of the show. Leave us a review. I mean, if you're new to this show and you've never heard it before and you hear us asking for a review, you're probably like, guys, what's up? I just tuned in. But, uh, well, now's the best chance. Now's, the, now's your best opportunity to win a $1,000 Amazon gift card. Because when we reach 1,000 reviews on iTunes, we're giving one of those away. Uh, we're at 809 right now. Yeah, so, so maybe uh, like around Christmas. Thing. Around Christmas or something, maybe. Dude, we've been doing this like three years. That's a little optimistic. Well, but we're actually going to post episodes now. And it always spikes every oh, time true. we post okay, an episode. Yeah. Like it spikes pretty Weird good. Weird that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know right. why it spikes whenever we post something. I yeah. mean, who would have yeah. thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> Uh, so that's that. Uh, any other housekeeping up front? I guess not. Let's, should we just jump in and give yeah. people what they actually come here for? Yeah, let's do it. Um, appetizer. So have you ever wondered how soap actually works to m- remove microbes and the like? Especially now with all the COVID stuff, definitely. Yeah, yeah so a lot of people think... I it- feel... Oh, by the way, <laughs> I didn't read these notes ahead of time because <laughs> I felt last time I had a really good time. Um, I do another channel called uh, Business Blaze, which you've definitely heard of. Maybe some people mm. watching know. Yeah. And it's... I just react to something for the first time. I've never it's read the script. It's so much before. better. Like it's so much easier to um so like to think of witty comments and everything when you're like intimately aware of like everything that's happening. It's so hard to like think of something off the cuff just like to say, you know, like it's Okay, it's so hard. I always thought it was the opposite. I always really? thought once I'd been through, I'd come up with clever things to say because yeah. I'm a bit slow. So I'd be <laughs> like, Okay, sure, if I've gone through it, at least then I'll, you know. No. But then last time I was like, Well, I don't know if it was better, but it was more enjoyable for me to kind of not know. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think it so. works better, like for me as well, like if I'm just reading something off the cuff, I can usually come up with like lots of funny things to say. You know, but when I've researched it to that, it's just like, I got nothing. I got nothing. Cause I already know what, what I'm going to say. Like it's, it just doesn't, nothing, stale, yeah. yeah, nothing really pops in my head or anything. It's like, well, we should like, use one of our writers to write this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we should pull. You can read it, add some stuff yeah. and I'll add some stuff as well. Yeah. That could be actually pretty interesting to, uh, to do sometime just to try it out. It'd be kind of fun, but it'd, it'd um, change of format, but that'd be game. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Um, so, a lot of people think that soap. Wait, actually... so I feel like uh, hang on, <laughs> and I feel like I'm going to take a guess at the soap one, right? Yeah. I, I'm getting to the content. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, soap is is just like a, a medium for removing stuff, right? Like mm. you know, dish soap removes grease. It's not like it just and then it washes it down the sink. Like yeah. the germs go down the sink, right? It's that's... not killing the germs. Yeah, that's exactly right. A lot of people think it actually kills mm. the germs, but unless it's like an antibacterial type, which actually isn't, uh, st- um, studies show is not really that much more effective. Uh, it just, yeah, just, it just, what it does is exactly as you say, it breaks down the oil in your hands and then the friction from rubbing also helps mechanically break it down. And then the water just washes it away. So just, you know, off your hands, but it's not actually killing the microbes or anything, which is also why you're supposed to do it for so long, like 20 or more seconds is the general, you know, recommendation, because you have to really, you know, do you do uh, that get that uh, breakdown happening and everything uh, to get it all off and to wash it all off. But it turns do, out... Do just, you do I, this? What's that? In the COVID times, do you wash your hands for 20 seconds? Because I mean, I never, ever I, did it before. It'd be like, if I'm getting to five seconds, I'm lucky. And now maybe, I mean, if I'm coming in from outside... 
Maybe I'll do 10, 15. But yeah. if I'm taking a piss and I'm washing my hands afterwards, yeah. I mean, it's like five seconds maybe. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like it's uh, totally. It's, it's a little bit like promising five episodes and then doing two. Like it's like <laughs> make it to like ten. Yeah, seconds it's the same and, thing except and, with uh, disease. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But turns out though, like um, I just wanted to throw this in because I thought it was interesting. There was a study in 2011 called bacterial hand contamination and transfer after use of contaminated bulk soap refillable dispensers. Uh, that's the, the title of the paper. Uh, so. Uh, in public restrooms, they found that refillable liquid soap dispensers were contaminated approximately 25% of the time. And the thing that's really interesting wow. about this is that they showed people who used these soap dispensers and then washed their hands with them were had 26 times the number of gram-negative microbes on their hands after they washed their hands than they had on before. Um, so it, uh, kind of counterproductive there. Uh, but Well, so 25% of the time it's going horribly wrong. 75% of the time it's going better. <laughs> yeah, it's much better. 75. Interesting. And so the net benefit is actually still, I mean, obviously washing your hands is, is better. But um, the point of that uh, of that was a little bit to uh, point out that like touching things in the bathroom with your hands, like public restrooms, is still a bad idea, even if you're going to wash your hands because you, you, know, you don't know if you're going to get these. Um, you're not actually. Dude, I don't know about you. I don't touch shit in a <laughs> yeah. public bathroom. I'm like, yeah. I'm using my shirt cuff. I'm using like the. I'll put my hands in my coat pockets and yeah. reach up and grab things. Yeah. yeah. Like, use your I foot. flush. If I'm using yeah. a stool, I flush. Absolutely, mount that shit and flush it with my foot. <laughs> yeah. Like, no doubt. Yeah. No. Uh, totally. That there was a whole section of this, and the original was on. Um, if people want to go watch the video on. Um, uh, the way you hang your toilet paper. Uh, we did a video on that a while back. Uh, sort of like what's the right way, the correct way to hang your toilet paper. And this, I had a whole section hours, hours. on this. Um, it was quite quite fascinating. Um, but in any event, so yeah, it's, uh, it turns out, so uh, the, the ones, the soap dispensers that actually where they use the sealed ones from the factory instead of the refillable, um, those ones are, are always good, obviously. But the refillable ones uh, are, are quite often contaminated uh, in public restrooms. So um, in the event, yeah. What, what, the worst soap situation. I, I don't know. This is a, I have a thing about like, my wife finds it strange, but every time I'll like use a public bathroom, I'll always come back. Or maybe I've even done it when, when we've hung out, hung out. Like mm -hmm. if I use a public bathroom, I'll always come back and I'll give it a rating out of 10. <laughs> and there's like different things that will score it. And the ultimate soap dispenser is obviously the factory sealed, mounted on the wall. Mm. You put your hands underneath and it automatically squirts yeah, yeah. out a healthy piece of you yeah. know, liquid soap. Mm -hmm. The worst one is obviously nothing, where there's nothing there or it's empty. No, no, no. The worst one's where it's empty and then you've touched it <laughs> and nothing has come out because yeah. then you've touched it. Yeah. And so you've got more dirty because you think you're about to wash your hands. But there's... The, the be, worst soap is this could be like a fascinating a public uh, bathroom oh yeah yeah that's not good that's yeah, gonna be that contaminated about? every time oh my god um, yeah the uh, that's I, the, got all sorts of diseases this could just be an interesting you could go like in like a full-on suit and really fancy and like a ultra british accent like rp accent and just go into different public restrooms and rating it for a youtube channel and like just going through like the different things uh different establishments. i think i could i think people and would actually really enjoy this, this. If, if it was very straight-faced and, like, <laughs> like, ultra serious. Like, highly produced. There'll be, like, B-roll close-up shots of different things. The lighting will be really nice. There'll be, like, music. It'll be ambient. But then, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. There's so many factors, though. Like, I want to watch that whether... channel. <laughs> Dude, like, if you're at the urinal, is there a barrier in between the other urinal? That's yeah. a big thing. 
because what? I don't want, you know. Yeah. I'm yeah. standing there, you know. I don't want other people looking at my PP. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. And then also, yeah, like, there's so many things. The best towel situation, disposable paper towels from a vending thing that pushes it out automatically. Mm-hmm. The worst situation, dude, hand towel, the towel, the regular towel that you <laughs> shared. <laughs> what, yeah. what is going on with that? That's yeah. It's better to have nothing. I'll just use my trousers. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. The best episodes would be like if you had those bathroom attendants that some of those like really ultra fancy bathrooms have. No, this is and you worse. Could just discuss, this is worse. You could just discuss because with them, it's like, uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, no, but as, as oh, the, uh, for the channel, yeah, like okay. just to go and discuss with them, you know, interesting stories. And this could be good. This is gold. You should do this. That's true. I remember when I was a student, they'd have like the dude in the bathroom who'd like hand you a paper towel, at, really? like a nightclub or whatever. As a yeah, student? Yeah, you don't have this? No. Yeah, and then it's like super uncomfortable because you're supposed to tip them, and you're oh, a student, really? so you're like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to tip. And yeah. they always would say the same thing: no spray, no lay. <laughs> so like, as in, if you don't, <laughs> it's so tacky. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. so, yeah. uh, they had a, a big selection of like colognes and perfumes and, and yeah, yeah. all of that. Dude, we spent too long on toilets. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, yeah. It's a topic I feel strangely passionate about. <laughs> I'm just a very boring man. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> how about we move on to the actual sponsor for the day? Please, Everyone's favorite thank part. You. Yeah, let's throw it to a sponsorship. Um, I'll do some transition music. Da 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 da. And we'll be right back. Yes, today's video is brought to you by who? It's brought to you by NordVPN. Now, if you're online, And you probably are, because this isn't the radio you're listening to right now. You are listening to a podcast, so willing to bet you're an internet user. Well, you should be using a VPN when you browse the internet, especially when you're doing it, you know, out of your home, out of your office, in places where there's public Wi-Fi, or if you're a friend's house or something like that, just to stay extra safe. Make sure you use a VPN, because, you know, you read in the news, you read, oh, no, someone's been hacked, some big company, or someone's had their data stolen, their identity stolen. These things do happen. Don't make it easy for that to be you. Use a VPN. Use NordVPN. It's also, you know, it's not just about security and safety online. It's also about getting content that might not be available in your region. So, for example, if you live, I don't know, in, like me, I live in Prague, in the Czech Republic, and I'm like, oh, what if I wanted to watch, like, something on UK Netflix or US Netflix? Because they have different shows. There's different availabilities because of, you know, licensing and all of that stuff. I mentioned, I think I was in the US and I had Mad Men. And then I came back home and I was like, oh, no, there's no more Mad Men. And I was halfway through it. Easily solved with something like NordVPN. That's right. Also, you can use it on all of your devices. I'm a bit of an Apple boy, but uh, it also works with Android, Chrome, Windows, Linux, all of that stuff, and you can use it uh, with uh, six different devices with just one account, which is obviously, uh, that's pretty excellent. Look, you can go to nordvpn.com forward slash brain food show, and you'll get 68% off, which they did the maths for me. That makes it $3.71 a month, which is, uh, that's a pretty good deal. And you get an additional month for free because apparently 371 is not a good enough deal, which, uh, I mean, even if they didn't throw in that extra free month, I think it is. So, uh, yeah, get 68% off. Go to nordvpn.com forward slash brain food show. And let's get back to the show. Da 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 That was our fantastic sponsor. What's, uh, what's coming up today? 
We are talking in this Do you like the transition episode. music or should I not <laughs> One do that? Moment. I think obviously it's intentionally terrible. Because yeah. if I wanted it to be a beautiful, you know, singing, I, I would do that. <laughs> you know, incredible singing, not really. I'm terrible. <laughs> um, so today, what we are talking about... No, no comment on that, right? <laughs> no, no comment. <laughs> Sorry. No comments. <laughs> um, we are talking oh, about... God, stop. Did medieval people... Actually, well, actually, we're talking about two things because we have a main course and we have a dessert today. Uh, for the main course, we are doing: um, Did medieval people actually not bathe? You know, is is, is the sort of the common mm. uh, uh, stereotype or whatever? And then for the um, for the dessert, we're doing like two episodes today. So I, I'm going to be honest; I can't even remember what the second part is today. But it's uh, related. <laughs> Somehow. Oh, you mean we're recording them, but they'll be out. The next one will be out like next week. But yes. yeah, we're about to. After this is done, we're straight into another episode. So I just got done reading like 40 pages of notes. So I'm, I'm not sure which one. Uh, oh. This one. Wait, I'll just go quickly. And it is going to be. Oh, yeah. Did people ever actually put crocodiles in moats in medieval times? Did they actually have this? Dude, as a thing. there is a castle here. I live in, I don't know, I guess people know this by now. If I'm going to talk about that. It's the bears, right? Tell me <laughs> you tell me it's about the bears. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, this is good. We're going to talk about this? Okay, I'm excited. Yeah, I have stuff to, I've been there. Oh, have you? Oh, good. good. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. I'll actually be able to add something valuable today rather than my normal crap. <laughs> good, good. So, um... 20 minutes about so toilets. <laughs> is, is it actually true that medieval people... Uh, didn't really in Europe, I should say, uh, didn't really bathe much. And it turns out, um, I mean, the caveat, again, like pretty much all of these episodes, we're dealing with a span of like, you know, a thousand years and many different groups of people. So, you know, there's not like a one size fits all answer. But it turns out in this one, pretty much the answer is um, no, they actually bathed and, and kept themselves pretty clean um, with a caveat that we'll get into um, in a bit. But it turns out humans do not like to be dirty and stinky in general. Um, so, you know, people have just always sort That's of had... pretty obvious. Yeah, right. various. Uh, at the minimum, like uh, a common, even if you were super poor, you would wash your face, hands, and um, clean your teeth pretty much every day. Um, people would do that sometimes multiple times a day. Um, and so there's interesting one on the cleaning the teeth. They had these like cleaning twigs, which you would chew one end of the twig until it almost is like a little toothbrush thing. And then you'd brush your teeth with it. And what was interesting about this is the a lot, the twigs that people started to commonly use over time were actually have uh, are shown to have great antimicrobial properties to them. So by chewing it, it sort of cleans your mouth a little and then brushing your teeth with them. So they were kind of a thing. And so, I mean, obviously these people didn't know that was happening, but clearly people over time observed that some roots and twigs were worked better than others for cleaning. So just became the thing. I, I think I learned this from the novel, The Beach, um, which was made into a, a pretty weak movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Hmm. Um, it's a good book and they're on this island, right? These, these kids or whatever, and they don't have any toothbrushes or anything. And I'm like, how do they brush their teeth? And they <laughs> totally address it. They oh. like they're, they're just using twigs. Yeah. And I'm like, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So there people use go. people use that. They also use rags was was a thing people would use. But the cleaning twigs were super common, <laughs> um, and very effective, turns out. And then washing your hands, you can see why this would be common even for the poor people because if you're poor, particularly, you're you're all kind of sharing food out of the same thing, and you didn't really probably have utensils because I mean you couldn't afford them. And even like the fork 
at one point for quite a lot of uh, history here was um, considered sinful in, in lots of parts of I Europe. I just made a video about this. Really? Was this a TIFO? Was this something else? No, yeah. something else. Uh, but we're going to cover oh, wow. We're gonna cover uh, this and, and some other stuff on the podcast about like uh, uh, origins of everyday things. We're going to do a couple more episodes on that. So, um, But yeah, yeah. I swear I just recorded this yesterday with uh, yeah. some princess bringing the yeah, this yeah. golden fork. Yeah. Yeah, but not on, <laughs> not on today I found out at least. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that is that is going to be the story. And we're also going to go over like where the spoon came from and the knife and everything like that. Um, I and, and the sport. add useful stuff today. How great is this? <laughs> yeah, totally. It's just not, it's not just clown Simon today. Woo. <laughs> yeah. So eating, so you can imagine if you're all sharing the same bowls and stuff like that, and you're all eating out of, uh, particularly for poor, you're going to want to wash your hands a lot because it's going to just be like good manners, basically. Um, and so, yeah, so cleaning your hands and fingers and all that um, was was common. And then so moving back to full bathing, though, um, so some medical professionals through in parts of, of Europe during medieval times did advise against excessively full body bathing but for the most part that was not the the advi uh, advice so for example italian physician magninius hmm, mediolanesis uh, was a court physician as well as the regent master at the university of paris so in the 14th century he notes the bath cleans the external body parts of dirt left behind from exercise on the outside of the body. If any of the waste products of the third digestion are left under the skin that were not resolved by exercise and massage, these will be resolved by the bath. Wait, so people massage themselves clean? <laughs> by the third digestion. That's it's a bit weird, right? Under the <laughs> Left under the skin by the third digestion. I wonder what that refers to exactly. How did this guy get his, his poo under his skin? Yeah, but under the skin... Like so, do you I think he means inside the body? Yeah, I would assume. So, but that why? would be that would make sense. Like an yeah. exercise and massage, which would be deeper things yeah. in the body. Yeah. So he he okay. Also so he's basically saying it's a bath will clean outside your body. Yeah, he's he's, he's a doctor <laughs> and court physician. Yeah. Um, but uh, so he also recommended uh, <laughs> apparent genius <laughs> totally. uh, means of well he could he could read probably so that was you know put him above the the yeah, masses. Back in but the day. Uh, so bathing <laughs> That's he also qualification for being a doctor can yeah. you read? Yeah, he also recommended uh, elderly elderly people and women who are pregnant to uh, bathe in hot water for to ease com uh, discomfort. So you know. Good stuff. So, mm. uh, so when taking full body baths, um, obviously only the reasonably wealthy could afford their own bath um, of, of some sort. So most people actually relied on bathhouses, rivers, lakes, and hot springs. But um, so, but the bathhouses was really the the popular one and weren't expensive. Um, obviously, the poorest of the poor couldn't afford them, and so they would just usually have like basins and stuff like that, and just go in lakes and everything. But um, bathhouses were super common, and from the um, and this actually after the 11th century is when they became really common because the all the the uh, crusaders and stuff went and it turns out the Muslim and Jewish peoples had excellent hygiene and bathhouses like it's just, you know, sort of built into the religion. So uh, that was super common. They came back to to Europe and, and they wanted that. And so if we fast forward to the 15th century, bathing and eating at bathhouses were, was the combined thing. It was like the thing to do. You know, if you want to go out with with friends, you're just like, hey, let's go to the bathhouse and let's just, you know, drink. It's some pretty good. It's like yeah. one of those uh, yeah. uh, swimming pools that you sometimes get at hotels, you know, where there's like yeah. a bar that you can swim up to. Exactly. Serving food. <laughs> yeah, and except you're probably wearing a bathing suit instead of naked, but otherwise it's basically the same thing. Um, so as as uh, it sounds uh, pretty good. Like I would, yeah. I would, I'd give yeah. that a try. Yeah, totally. Like I mean, it, I probably would have been naked, but, but well, like, you know, because that I don't know. But at the time, you know, like it, it wasn't people didn't think it was a big deal. So, but in the book, a clean a history of personal hygiene and purity by Virginia. Something Smith. weird about eating naked, though, isn't there? 
It feels a bit weird. No, I mean, I like, probably I mean, like get used to it. Like if that was just the thing that people did, so. like you wouldn't even think like, honestly, if you think about it, like, so if you see like a woman in her bra and underwear, it's like, oh, scandalous out in public. But if you see a woman in this in like a skimpy bikini, I'm just like, well, whatever, you know, but it's like the <laughs> <Yeah>. same thing. <laughs> like, it's not oh, absolutely. any different. Um, so it's just, you know, what people are used to, I suppose. Um, so you probably get used to it in two seconds and just be like, eh, whatever. Um, but anyways, <laughs> uh, clean history of personal hygiene and purity by Virginia Smith, she notes. Uh, where? Are, oh, I. This is the problem when I don't read the notes. I don't know where all the stuff is. But I found it thanks to your highlight. Mm -hmm. By the 15th century, bath feasting in many town bathhouses seemed to have been as common as going out to a restaurant was to become four centuries later. German bath etchings from the 15th century often feature the town bathhouse with a long row of bathing couples eating a meal naked in bathtubs, often several to a tub, with other couples seen smiling in beds in the mid distance. Yeah, and so kind of yeah, like this doesn't sound bad. No, and connecting it to eating, you would have to because a lot of these bathhouses were connected to bakeries because they would have their their ovens going, you know, all the time, and also have to keep the temperatures regulated in their in their buildings even when they're not cooking or whatever. So you're sitting there in the bath like that's next to a bakery, you know, baking bread oh, and yeah. stuff. You're, you're smelling you're, that delicious you're, stuff. So good. Um, yeah. Oh, so there's a. I, I I've been walking to work recently because I don't want to go on the public transport because. Mm -hmm of uh covid and i was taking ubers to work every day but i don't know how it is in yeah that you have to wear a mask right that's kind of the law yeah but i've ridden like two out of ten ubers and they just don't have the mask over their nose and i'm like <laughs> guys what's going on yeah. and so i just started walking to work because uh I, yeah and where was i going with this oh yeah and there's a bakery on my way to work uh. and every day uh, if I walk that way, it's like, no, 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 I'm not going to get like a delicious chocolate croissant today. I'm not going to do it. And then you smell that bakery smell yeah. and it's like, oh, it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh, and they're irresistible. so big. Yeah. 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 Oh. So speaking. I didn't walk that way today. Speaking <laughs> so of. Just having a, a meal replacement for a uh, shake. Speaking of voracious oh, appetites. God. So the. The bathhouses were not gender divided, uh, typically, unless it was a, a church one, which we'll get into. Uh, so. So you have, uh, you know, naked people having a good time together. And no surprise that uh, it became common to have a really good time. And so, like, if you didn't have a oh. partner, obviously, they had, uh, prostitutes were always uh, very well-smelling prostitutes <laughs> were always around. But also, if you had a partner, like, it was just uh, it was a frequent place to just go, you know, eat, you know, bathe, have sex, you know, whatnot. So church groups, as you might imagine, look down on bathhouses. Well, but... changing the, uh, they got to change that water, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. So the church groups did uh, generally look down upon bathhouses, which led to the myth that the church was against bathing, but that actually wasn't the case at all. Um, they were um, quite the opposite. But bathhouses, it was. Uh, so, for example, an excerpt from the 11th century minister Burchard of Worms, he states, If thou, being a married man, hast shamed the nakedness of any woman, as I say her breasts and her shameful parts, if thou hast, thou <laughs> shalt do penance for five days on bread and water. But if thou art not married two days on bread and water, mighty specific, <laughs> hast thou washed thyself in the bath with thy wife and other women, and seen them nude, and they thee, if thou hast, if thou hast, thou shouldest fast for three days on bread and water. Wait, so he's saying he's a minister 
And if he's like, yeah, if you go to the bathhouse and sit with some prostitutes, just just eat bread for five days. <laughs> All good. <laughs> um, wow. Or just, in this case, just see them naked. So, you know, um, but, but. Uh, as oh, okay. So yeah. it's just looking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay, presumably more eager. Yeah. So, but but bathing was perfectly fine. He uses so much hast and shast. <laughs> and does. Fast. And you read it quite well. I, I like, like What are you talking about? So, yeah, so 6th century Pope Gregory the First, actually known to encourage uh, Christians to bathe frequently, and as alluded to, Muslim and Jewish groups also were quite um, good with their hygiene, much better than the Europeans, uh, typically. But um, so, and even in the in Europe, as, as time progressed, it actually, um, the, the church itself actually would start to, it was common to build bathhouses kind of near a monastery or monastery. Um, and just, and, and the only difference between these ones and the other ones is there's, there was no prostitutes and they, uh, you know, the men and women were separated. Um, so just like a whole lot less fun. Um, so further, <laughs> so they also like, there was a monastery, a lot of the monasteries themselves had, had their own baths with water piped in too. So that was, um, quite fancy. Uh, for the, so, like, Westminster Abbey uh, actually required the monks to bathe before Christmas, Easter, and at the end of June and at the end of September. But, no, it doesn't mean that that's the only time they bathe. They actually had a, it seemed to have employed a bathhouse attendant year-round. So that was just the times they were absolutely required to bathe. Um, and they could bathe more frequently, which it seems they did. Um, so, um, so, when did people actually start so, so up until this point, they did bathe very frequently. So when did they sort of stop? And this uh, started around the mid-14th century. So about 60% of the European population died within seven years. So like, like just like half the population, a little over half the population just gone, which is just insane mm. uh, with the Black Death yeah. and all that. So naturally, during that period, uh, the, the communing in bathhouses became like a thing of the past temporarily. But it did, after the Black Death was over, pick What's back up. snap? I see the snap. Oh, the snap. That I was giving a reference that you wouldn't get, so I, I skipped over it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I see, like, you said not too dissimilar to, in the notes, not too dissimilar to the snap. Um, I have no idea what that is. Yeah, the um, Thanos, you know, snap, Marvel, everyone, like, everyone oh. on the planet except for you. <laughs> uh, that's not true. Lots of people haven't seen this. Really? Lots of people haven't really? seen this. <laughs> You just, I think maybe you just 20% keep telling of people in the world have seen this Marvel stuff. I'd yeah. say 20%. 20%. Well, if you went out on the street... <laughs> I would say... Oh, how about the Western people, world? Can we say the Western world? Uh, yeah. I think the ratio if would we're be more including like... Europe and America... 80%, and 80% would know. I think it's 20%. More like 80, I think you 20%. might... 20%. Hmm. We Look, should do no one over 60 has seen this. <laughs> I mean... Very few. Like, if I asked my parents what's Marvel, they'd be like, it's something to do with comics. Yeah. And they see, then, like, they see a lot of movies. Yeah. I just don't think it's like, yeah, of course. But, like, also, I haven't seen it. I don't think my, my friends have seen it. Like, really? my wife definitely hasn't seen it. Her parents haven't seen it. Fascinating. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I don't move in a circle of people who see Marvel movies. I think that's part of it is I, I, my whole circle is like, you know, like online, exactly. online people who are like up on every meme and like, oh yeah, of course you, on you the know. internet. And yeah. it's like, you go onto Twitter and if we did a Twitter poll, it'd be yeah. 99% of people yeah, yeah. have seen it. Or YouTube. Twitter. YouTube. But yeah, the fascinating part for sure. is that you move in that circle and you still haven't, I yeah, didn't understand the, the reference. World. But you know. That's not the real world. Yeah. Yeah. But but the fact that you sort of live in that circle and still do, don't, it's quite fascinating. It's like a, a bubble of anti. I just anti, don't like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a I just bubble find it boring. Of it's not like I'm doing something. I, just, I don't. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't. I like pop culture. Yeah, like, yeah. there's loads of stuff I like. <laughs> like, I enjoy Star Trek enormously. Yeah, like, yeah. this is mm. pop culture. I just don't enjoy fantasy and the marvel stuff is too close to fantasy for me it's, i just i i'm just bored it's such one of the best though that, like what series could go like 20 movies to have this whole story arc that ends and that's like such a and they finished it so well like which is rare you know usually when you have these things like that they, you it just disappoints at the end and this one they actually nailed it a little bit like star trek next generation's final episode was just they nailed it you know it was so good um, oh. really wrapped it yeah exactly um yeah. and so but that doesn't happen very often and they they did it they pulled it off somehow uh you know so, so all i've got to do is see 17 movies yeah i i do i really enjoy iron man but yeah, i can't yeah. like i just want the iron man bits from those oh. movies but i just watch them on movie clips see you just gotta watch the clips. whole story arc because the, the the story arc the yeah, main story dude, arc it was, is it's iron man fine it's but, fine it's fine until they're like yeah this dude's got a giant hammer that was given to him by the gods and i'm like yeah. i'm out no but see, i'm out it that's needs the thing, to be explained with science the principal story arc is the story of tony stark going from where he started to and the end and that that's one of the best story arcs and the thor story arc is actually the best one i think of all a lot of people would argue to say tony stark but because thor starts out as this god right and then Everything, every every single movie is him getting just torn down to the last where he's just like completely destroyed in the last thing. Like he's just he's got nothing. He's done, and and that comes up with like the fat Thor at the end. He's suffering from post traumatic stress. He's like fat. He's like oh, and like it's just the whole series of seventeen or twenty movies or whatever it is is just destroying Thor, like bringing him down till the till you get to where we're at right now in the story where he's just like at the bottom, like rock bottom. It's quite uh, good. Okay, yeah. but you still got a magical hammer, dude. Yeah, still but it's funny. Hammer. And Thor Ragnarok, I don't, I don't care who you are. That that movie is a classic. <laughs> I have heard that that's a very good movie for yeah. more people than just you. Yeah, it revived the the whole Thor thing. Um, quite good. But um, anyways, we should. Yeah, but he's a weird wizard. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Harry Potter, I read the books when I was a kid and actually enjoyed them. But then I saw the movies and I'm like, this is way too wizardy. Yeah. <laughs> it's way too wizardy. Yeah. They actually have a weird wizard. Like, why Doctor did Strange. I like this? Yeah. Um, but in, anyway, we oh, should go back to actually sorry. what we're talking about, the snap. Yeah, so then we got right. sidetracked. Where are we? Uh, things. I can see why you skipped over it because it brought, brought up this whole debate again. <laughs> Every time. Sorry. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so Wait, we're... so what the hell's the snap? The snap, he, he just... I'm the sorry, whole... I want to just... Let's just close this. So Th uh, Thanos, is his whole goal in the whole story arc is to collect the, these stones where he can just get rid of half the half the universe life and the universe to to fix the universe is his goal. And he's kind of like a good bad guy because he's just trying to help because there's overpopulation. So his goal is just to wipe out half of all life in the universe. And so that is the snap, uh, which he does. I get um, it. So yeah, okay, it's, it's pretty it's quite, good. Wait, quite... this guy's the bad guy? Yeah, but he's actually quite like a... It, they, they do a really good job of making a likable back or you can kind of like i can see his point of view you know like a little bit like he's well yeah i'm on his side it seems like a really good idea well and he's not like evil like he's not doing it to <laughs> he's not like doing it to he's not he, just like he hates people no he's it's like a he, he's very uh and even um before he does it like he could kill all the avengers he has the power to do it but he chooses not to and let the snap decide what's who who dies and he just to, he just tosses them aside he's not going to kill them because you know he doesn't hate them he's just he's got his goal and they're they're opposing him but he understands why they do um, so you know it's quite good quite good um but in any event so where are we um 
So uh, at 16th century, it went the other way again with syphilis was the one that kind of killed bathhouses finally. Um, so they so the popular notion around that time was that uh, the water could carry the disease into the pores of the skin. And so especially hot water would open up the pores, which also was bad because after you got out of the bath, the open pores would then let air in was their idea. And more disease in. It's not right, though. Right? No. Just, uh, just to double check. <laughs> yeah, no buts. I mean, like, they were kind of on track a little bit because if you have this bathhouses where people are sharing food with each other and using their hands to eat and they're having sex there yeah, in the water. and they're can all be carried in water. Yeah, and they're, sure. they're all sharing this warm water that's probably not the most hygienic in the world. So, yeah, there probably was places where you could, you know, good place to get syphilis and stuff like that. And, and even home baths, if you had them, people always, you know, they shared the hot water and, you know, it was like a like you would invite friends over like the kings and stuff would have their their home baths or the and everyone would just get in and you know, have a good time together so yeah it was it they were probably um good places for disease so as noted by dutch philosopher erasmus in 1526 of the demise of the bathhouse 25 years ago nothing was more fashionable in brabens than the public baths there are none today there are none the new plague has taught us to avoid them yeah so but people it's like still COVID and public transport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people still didn't like to stink, so they did a lot of other stuff. They just like the age old methods of washing in basins. Um, so it's the primary means of keeping clean. So also um, lakes and rivers and stuff were still because it was cold water, so it was a little better. Um, and whatnot. So and they also did stuff like, you know, clean linens and rat scented rags and things like that. And you could also they use like salvia officinalis and bay leaves and hyssop for sort of rubbing on themselves and uh, rubbing in their armpits for deodorant and everything. These are herbs, various herbs. Um, and some people would just... I've hear... heard of salvia. I guess it's a different type of salvia than the one I've heard of, which is oh. an extremely powerful hallucinogenic. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have no idea. I've, I've the, oh, one of the greatest classic videos on YouTube is called Gardening on Salvia. And uh, mm. if you've not seen this, no. it's like, uh, it must be like 2005 or something and it's the most it, i remember watching this back in the day and it's just a guy who takes a hit of salvia and he's like talking about he's like pr doing gardening and he's like okay what we're gonna do is we're gonna pot these plants and then the salvia kicks in <laughs> it's just like <laughs> dropping the plants everywhere like just <laughs> lying down on the ground and you're like whoa whoa <laughs> five minutes and it's very short acting so yeah. he gets over it at the end yeah. and he just continues with the gardening <laughs> yeah, that, that is good. and i recently discovered that this is the same guy who does the internet comment etiquette channel oh, have know. you heard of this no i don't know that one. Oh. This is, it's got like millions of subscribers. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. And it's like, the, and I love this channel and I love the gardening on Salvia video. And I, I, I never put it together that they were the same dude because like <laughs> it, there were 10 years where, I, I, yeah. where I'd not seen anything he did. Yeah. And oh, the guy's a genius. It's mm -hmm. so good. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's that. So, yeah. So um, uh, we'll see. Um, that's it. Apparently, some people, even among the wealthy, actually did uh, stink a bit. So Russian ambassador to France noted Want to read this one? Uh, his Majesty. Oh, this is one of my favorite quotes. Uh, his Majesty Louis the Fourteenth stunk like a wild animal. Yeah, I think this was one of the video. We made a video about this, and I think this is one of the times. This was years ago, mm -hmm. and it was one of the first times that I just couldn't keep my shit together. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were talking we were about. The I think he was the one that uh, popularized the high heel. Right? Is that that's correct? 
Yes. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah and he all, and he had yeah. he had his nice tights and his dress and his fancy hair, and that was like the men's fashion at the time, and it sort of became women's fashion after, as sort of copying the men's fashion. And then once it became women's fashion, men didn't want to dress like that anymore. So it kind of like it's sort of a interesting thing. I must have done a top tens about medieval things recently mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I also made a video about that recently. <laughs> In fact, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I think I recorded a video like the top ten weird things about medieval times oh. yesterday. Nice. It's nice. like, dude we're on so many tangents there and i super apologize audience (laughs) but all of this is just reminding me of stuff we made a video about the babylons right you know that guy who worked for saddam hussein and did all of this and launched the uh, the the the, he was launching satellites into space with cannons oh yeah 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 okay yeah yeah dude twin films because that i was recording that the day after i did like super similar video for mega projects and i'm reading this and i'm like I just, I've recorded this already. I've recorded this already. I couldn't find it anywhere in yeah. like the TIFO archives. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? I recorded this the other day. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. this is doing films because yeah. yeah, now I don't know what to do. So I guess I'm just going to put that on mega projects in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like everyone's going to heard of this if they watch TIFO. That happened once where you actually published something on, I think, Biographics and like the same day was published like the same thing on Today I Found Out, but like two obviously different authors and everything. It was like a couple years ago yeah. or something. I, don't, I remember, but people well, were like, hey. We did a video on why this happens, right? Because it'll be like something will trigger because it happens in hollywood as well like armageddon and deep impact and jurassic park and the fake jurassic park that no one remembers right or something like this there was Mm -hmm. another big movie and it's correct if i'm wrong but it's like something triggers there's an event which triggers the person who comes up with the ideas for things to put things in motion so i figure there must have been some news article about this like uh the satellite guy like i don't know if like Mm -hmm. something came up in the news about it because you know generally when i'm coming up with ideas i just pull them from like oh, okay that sounds interesting this sounds interesting and i'll take a little note yeah whoever wrote that must have done the same thing because yeah, that... then they went through the at the same time yeah that was their own I, I did not suggest that that was their own suggestion so maybe yeah maybe they saw it must something. have been something like this yeah yeah so but yeah so um so the russians at this time were not so finicky they still had their bathhouses and everything and it was just morally uh, europeans we're going so uh, King Louis the Fourteenth stench seems to come from the fact that his physicians actually advised him not to bathe, um, but he also didn't seem to like it. And also in the gruesome twosome class was uh, aristocracy of the aristocracy was Queen Isabella the First of Spain, who claimed she only bathed twice uh, in a full body bath in her <laughs> Dude, lifetime. You can't skip over it. It's one of my favorite things from the original videos I see in here, and you didn't read it. What? <laughs> what? King Louis also stated that he found the act of bathing disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. But like how it's like I'm getting submerged in a hole. But if you're just like you know you have like those never nudes or whatever, I don't know if that's actually a thing. But you know, on Arrested <laughs> Development, that's just Arrested Development. <laughs> yeah. No, I, but there are people. There are people who do not like to be naked, and so he maybe he. Was I don't just like one. to be naked, but I'm not a never nude. It's yeah. not like underneath my. Underwear, but let's I'm say wearing like cut off jeans. But let's say you like never, other than like changing clothes or something like that. Uh, you know, it could be kind of weird. Uh, you know, seem odd if it was just something wasn't something you ever did uh just like i just don't like being naked around people who aren't like my wife (laughs) yeah but but think about like like, well i'll go camping with my friends and i don't know maybe it's i don't know if it's a british thing or just a me thing like most of my friends here are not british but everyone will pretty much happily like strip off and go swimming in a river whether they're like czech or american or whatnot and i'm like 
I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> You're like still in your three-piece suit. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, how else would you go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Maybe it's just a me thing. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I think that's actually probably pretty common. Just different people. It's also because I've got a really small penis. And <laughs> <laughs> no, but you think about like if you've never been submerged in water, like like if it wasn't a thing, like that could be kind of weird. Like if it wasn't like a thing you were used to, like you're in air all the time in your life, and then just submerge yourself in water, that could be kind of a weird experience. <laughs> You've never been to the ocean and were like, nah, I'm just not going to try it. <laughs> well, I mean, seemingly. You've bit... never been to a lake and been like, well, I'm not going to get in that. <laughs> well, with Queen Isabella, who, who said she claimed the same thing as him, it's a, there's some speculation that maybe because with the you know, uh, prudish attitudes at the time, uh, maybe she was just saying that she never <laughs> she bathed. Never um, or not, but she also claimed uh, she never did, except for just the day she was born and the day she got married. Uh, but um, either way, whatever the case. So the. Um, Post-medieval attitudes uh, against regular full-body bathing seem to have lingered till the mid-19th century, where, where full-body bathing wasn't really... I mean, it was a thing, you know, lakes and stuff, but it was still kind of uh, lesser than it was before, uh, which mm. is kind of weird. You think, you know, in the long-distant past, they would be more dirty, but that actually wasn't the case. Like the, Especially, like, the ancient Egyptian stuff were super clean and everything in lots of groups. They shaved off all their hair, right? Because yeah. they didn't want to get lice and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, hygiene yeah, was, like, a, a huge lice. thing. Like, the Jewish people, Muslim people, like, it was a huge thing. And in Europe, it was also... Kind of a huge thing until, until of course, syphilis and all those and get made bathhouses. And then people just couldn't afford, you know, most people couldn't have their own baths. So uh, until the mid-19th century that it started to come around for full body bathing again um, and whatnot. So, so yeah, it's more the, the more recent ancestry than the older for this. So that is this section right now. So we're going to move on now to the dessert of the day is we're going to talk about castle moats uh, and whether... They were ever I feel like actually. I have to remind everyone that we have the appetizer, the main course, and the dessert because the program is called Brain Food. Yeah, and someone suggested that. So clever. A couple episodes ago, and I liked it. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, so did uh, did was this ever actually a thing? Hungry crocodiles. And the short answer is it does not appear so. Um, and but it's actually as you might imagine, like. If you have to import crocodiles and alligators particularly, which in a lot of places in Europe, uh, it's going to be really expensive. And then maintaining them, especially in different climates and stuff like that, is going to be really expensive. And it turns out water-filled moats weren't really a thing uh, unless you had like a natural water supply there. Because if you fill, if you bring first, if you're going to spend all the money, which people did have their own private ponds and stuff that they would make. But it's really expensive to do that and maintain it without, you know, becoming just like a bunch of like, you know, gross smelling putrid and bugs everywhere and everything like that. So um, just water-filled moats weren't really a thing unless there was a natural water supply, you know, like a river or something they could divert. Um, and it, it turns out it also, like, the water, while it was beneficial to some extent, it didn't really, um, uh, when, when talking about the expense and stuff for what a moat is actually made for, it's not really that beneficial uh, versus just, like, digging a pit. Um, so um, so that way also you didn't really use to have the water thing. And crocodiles, of course aren't really going to be like that much of a defense. Like it's not really adding that much because the main purpose of the moat was not so much. I mean, it was to some extent to keep the soldiers from being able to come right up against the walls and stuff like that. But uh, a bigger thing was that a uh, thing that they used to do a lot was they have like sappers who tunnel under underneath. Ah. So they're quite safe. And then they tunnel under the walls. And so they would build, you know, they would have everything held up 
right? So like beams and stuff as they dug under the, the, the walls of the castle. And then they would want to collapse the wall so the soldiers above could, you know, run, run across. So they would just then just set a fire to collapse the beams. And then the weight of the wall and everything would just collapse, right? That was like a thing. And it would just like take the, that part of the wall down. But you could get around this by digging a moat really deep. And especially if you dug it super deep to like the bedrock, and then it became like basically impossible to do that to to do that. And so the moat was very effective that way. Um, and then it was also, I mean, there was the practical benefit above of like keeping um, battering rams and stuff like that away. And they did they did put other stuff like um, there's some archaeological evidence of um, um, planting like um, stinging nettles and things like that. So soldiers who are coming through, uh, you know, they don't want to wade through that um, as well. But, you know, like water and animals and stuff wasn't really uh, a thing. Uh, back then so and then when uh, trebuchets uh, became a thing that also made um, moats a little less effective but they still were like a reasonably effective thing but it wasn't like adding water and, and dangerous animals wasn't going to make them when you consider the expense and everything uh, practicality of it it wasn't really a thing so much but so that brings us to was there ever actually animals and then now we're getting on to the krumlov castle in czech so they have the bear moat which um it's not really clear when close close okay how do you krumlov. pronounce it <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's not clear how this practice started, but the first reference of it was 1707. Uh, and it seems to be this was not for actual defense so much as it was just like a status symbol. Like, hey, I got bears in my moat. Um, so just yeah. kind of that thing. But um, yeah, it was just sort of a status symbol. When you thing. know you're Ebola. Yeah, you just have that. And so they've had, they've had these bears um, pretty much nonstop. There was a, like a brief gap in the 19th century where they didn't, but then they picked it back up, um, I don't know, a couple decades after um, and it's been, it's still, still bears today. So you've been there. I have been there. There are bears. Yeah. yeah. It's exciting. There's two of them roaming around yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Like you can go over this like stone bridge into the castle and then you look down over the, over the bridge and it's like, oh, there's can some uh, big ass bears down there doing their thing. Nice. You don't want to go down there. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. That wouldn't. Um, so if you don't like bears, so, uh, Wilhelm the fifth of Prince Regent of Bavaria in the 16th century, he apparently had lions and a leopard in his, uh, oh. at, at the Trausnit castle or Traun, whatever that some castle. Can't he had. That one. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So what about the crocodiles and moats? How did that actually become like a, a sort of a staple idea movies. in popular it's culture? It's got to be movies or books or something, right? Yeah, it is. But it actually, the earliest legend actually goes back quite some time. So when was it? A couple hundred years, I believe, is the first reference of it. So ben Benedetto Croce in his Neapolitan Stories and Legends, uh, I think it was in the 19th century, um, he states... In that castle, there was a moat under the level of the sea. Dark, oh, I should say, humid. I should say the Crocodrilo di Castelnuovo castle, maybe. I don't know. I have okay. no idea. Oh, dude, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, isn't that in Spanish? No, that's Ita Italian. Where's this guy from? I don't know. Neapolitan, I would say Italian. Yeah. 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 In that castle, there was a moat under the level of the sea. Dark, humid where the prisoners, who they want to more strictly castigate, were usually put. When all of a sudden they started to notice with astonishment that from there the prisoners disappeared, did they escape? How? Oh, were they eaten? Yeah. Okay, I can tell you. Put a tighter surveillance and grew uh, and a new guest inside there. One day they saw unexpected and a terrifying scene from a hole hidden in the moat, a monster, a crocodile entering, and with its jaws it grasped the legs of the prisoner and dragged him to the sea to eat him. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, yeah. That. So that, this is a book, though, right? 
That was a legend like a that was story. then recorded. Legend. Yeah, it's okay. like a story that... Um, so, yeah, the, this animal apparently eventually became the executor of justice. They would send the prisoners to, uh, to you know, just be fed, feed the, feed the crocodile. Um, so, yeah, so... Yeah, the, it's not really clear when this supposedly happened, uh, it's, it's, and there's no real evidence for it. Um, so there is a, a, a suggestion that Queen Joanna II... Uh, smuggled it to oh yeah it is Naples um, from Egypt sometime in the 15th century with to feed her many lovers to it that's one of the stories of where the crocodile came from but you know it's just a legend or whatever um, sounds maximum level legend yeah so but uh, yeah that was it was at least it's not like a the, there is a legend at least that goes back pre Hollywood and everything like that um, of crocodiles and moats but then yeah it just sort of became a, a thing at some point after I wonder in the like really far future. Like, because a lot of stuff we're not sure about today. Like, is that a legend? Is it the truth? Do you think in the future, you know, I mean, like, distant future, like a thousand years from now, yeah. people will be looking back and trying to work things out. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. So in the 20th century, late 20th century, mm-hmm. it seems they might have worked out how to clone dinosaurs, but we're not sure because yeah. there's a lot of evidence and a lot of talk about it. Well, and the but, thing about that, <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. But the thing about that, too, is so much of our stuff is digital and stored on devices that are not meant to last centuries, you know? Like, we still have printed books and stuff, which is good, but, like, I mean, there might come a point when that's less and less, you know, it is already less and less a thing, so all our news is all stored on these things that are temporary and, like, you know, magnetic disks and things like this that are going to be hard to extract. So there's almost, like, there might be, like, an even greater, like, it seems like we're gathering so much more information we're we're storing, but, like, when you're talking a span of, like, 5,000 years from now, none of that storage is going to be around. So it's just going to be like this gap of like, you know, like where there's not like hard copies. There's not hard copies of things, uh, you know. We discussed this before and we had to think, like I remember doing it on the show, like what do we have hard copies of? Yeah. And I'm like, I have maybe three Lever Arch files and it's like, okay. (laughs) So there's a thing that says I own my house. Yeah. There's a thing that says I have a driver's license. I mean, really? And then it's getting into like, what else? Yeah, everything, like, everything is like digital and temp- everything's digital, temporary and temporarily stored, like not stored in a way that's going to last five thousand years, or you know, I mean, right. not that like paper and stuff lasts. Paper well, will, but, yeah. uh, but I mean, yeah, uh, but also something could, like paper. I feel even though obviously it can be wiped out in a fire or something, yeah, digital can. data can be just lost or destroyed so easily. Yeah, and when it is because someone has to maintain those servers, and then when they're not, like maybe they recycle the parts. Uh, that's a thing that happens a lot. Is they recycle like the magnets and stuff. So then it's just getting destroyed that way. Uh, or it gets, you know, tossed in a dumpster, but it's not going to survive the ages, uh, you know, in, in the trash. And, yeah. And look back, Blaze, if you want to sponsor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know we do. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that is uh, today's episode. Um, oh. Yeah. yeah. I like this one. Yeah, the next one's really good, too. <laughs> I like those bears. Those, yeah. uh, it's, if you're in, if you're, if you are in Chesky Krumlov, Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, definitely see them. It's not a big place. You're going to see the bears. But uh, it's it's worth a visit. It's it's pretty cool. And it's a nice castle. Mm-hmm. Big castle. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, so I'll just wrap it up and say, remember that we have that uh, contest. So leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. That would be grand. Uh, and we'll be back pretty soon because after this is done, you and I are recording another episode. So yeah. I know, you know, dear yeah. audience, you're going to have some stuff really soon. Yeah. And uh, let's just wrap it up there. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll be back soon.